everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is November 22nd, 2023. Jeff, want to mention our good friend, Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pools, because it's perfect. Day before Thanksgiving, as we do this show, and it was almost 90 degrees today. Yeah. And this is what we tell you year-round. This is why you need to call Alan Taylor. Make sure you get that Taylor May Pool year-round in San Diego. You never know when you're willing to jump into it. Today would have been a great day. Ask about available financing. Alan Taylor, nobody's better at building a pool than him. 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Dave, you're right. Weather perfect today, perfect yesterday. Supposed to be nice through the weekend. And look, I think we all know it. You're going to, right now, tonight as we record on a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, you go, man, it's going to be great tomorrow. going to be great to get together with family because life changes really quick. In about an hour and tomorrow, you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God damn it. I'm already sick of these people. But one of the things you could do, you know Nana's not going out to the pool. Your aunt, your mom's cooking. She's not going out there. So you just go out, crack, because you're not driving. Bring out Dave's favorite uh, lemon-lime white cloth. It's my favorite. And just go out there and relax a little bit. We got an email today from LMC, said Celebrity Pool, said, guys, if you record on November 22nd, why don't we do a pool honoring the late, great JFK? JFK? That's horrible. We're not doing that, Lou, but we will do a Jackie O pool. Okay. Yeah. Jackie Onassis was great. Terrible day for her. Terrible day for America. But hey, bring a little sunshine. Where a lot of people feel rain. Yeah, it's the Jackie O Celebrity Pool. <laughs> uh, first three people to honor the three real gunmen, not just oh, one. Jesus. What? That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> We're going to scratch that. We'll take that out and post. Uh, you know what? Whoever you want, just assign your own celebrity pool. Amy doesn't listen to this show. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just tell her David Jeff signed off on it. Don't do anything weird like Angela Lansbury, you freaks. <laughs> but if you do something somewhat normal, right, like Heather Thomas, she'll buy that. Exactly. Yeah. So do that and uh, tell her Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Fluke is your guy when it comes to websites, man. All you've seen right now is we're already ready for Black Friday. Make sure your website is working great this holiday season. Kyle Fluger is standing by. His phone number is 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Don't forget, it's Mithril Media and also a 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff. One of the things I love is now you're seeing that if you're in a meeting, yeah. you have the ability to just have notes automatically taken right there for your meeting. <laughs> and it's so great. If that's something you'd like, uh, just have added. Who knows? Maybe you have some fun. Right, you talk about Mary, you talk about the finances, you talk about the fiscal year. Maybe you throw in a note like, eh, don't forget the Cubs suck. <laughs> All of that. Maybe that's something that can be part of your website. Uh, Dave's right. I mean, it's Black Friday. Coming up in just a couple of days, the malls are going to be crazy. Saw yep. a crazy story tonight, Dave, about the Grove. You've been to the Grove in Million LA. Times. Yep. Do you know the Grove? Listen to this bullshit. <laughs> They give you two hours of validation, okay? Okay. If you stay two hours and 10 minutes, your validation is erased, and now you owe them $15. No way. Yeah, it's not like first two hours are free. Well, they are as long as you get out. Yeah. And and you look at that, and you go, the malls are so dumb. Because everybody's doing what we're doing, which is shopping online, and they're not doing anything to counteract it other than just make it less appealing for you to go out and deal with the crowd. So it shows 
E-commerce is not going away. Let Kyle Pfluger help you develop the website you need. Like so many of our friends have taken our advice and they're thrilled that they did so. You can be the next one. Give them a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you over. All right. I want to ask you about the big news. I'm glad I brought this up on the last show because we almost turned the mics off and actually you reminded me that the Padres are going to make a hiring probably before we come back for a second show and this week. And they did. Like almost immediately, right? Yeah. So we sign off and all of a sudden, boom, they announced Mike Schilt, which I asked you, who do you think it is? You said Mike Schilt. I said, I agree. Yep. And so they, they make the hire and in my mind, I'm going, well, not saying it's a bad hire. I'm just going, that was the safest hire. You do, do you agree? Yeah. And so whether it was Benji Gill or Phil Nevin or any of those others that might get criticized, this was the Adrian? safest hire. Okay. That's what I wanted to bring up to you. Also, is it about Adrian Gonzalez being uh, in the top three? Thank God. Now, why? I'm not, and look, I'm not saying Adrian deserved the job. My point was pointing the finger at the San Diego media. How come you guys didn't have the story? Nobody had it. Nobody had it. No, but I mean, Jeff Passan didn't have it. Nope. Rosenthal didn't have it. Nobody had it. Interesting. I mean, I, no problem with casting a wide net. But after the disaster that was Andy Green yeah. punching Pat Murphy, uh, Jay Stingler, right? Yeah. What happened with Bob Melvin? I get it. I but mean, if they it, did Adrian, it would have just been a name, right? Because yeah. even Adrian's brother, Edgar, has managing experience. Like, he manages in Mexico and he manages in Japan. Adrian doesn't have managing experience. No. It's just a name. No. I mean, if had you gone with any of those guys, right, that, that were... Anybody other than Mike Schilt, I think, would have been a huge question mark. Yeah. Um, and and with Mike, it's just fine. I know that anybody's running out to buy season tickets because Mike Schilt's here. Yeah. <laughs> no more bullshit. <laughs> That's all um, you're gonna get. You're gonna it's get, just terrible. Are you shilting me? All of them. Yeah. Because we have a friend who's awful at it <laughs> and, uh, and has ruined our Thanksgiving for it. Um, but uh, he's fine. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't have any problem I with don't him. Either. But I will say this. The funniest thing to me is the fact that they give him a two-year contract. He Dude, is you could catch on your part. Good yeah. catch. I saw you caught that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, two-year contract. And, uh yeah, I'm looking at people that are trying to claim, oh, this is the norm. I just literally gave you four examples why it's not the norm. Yes. It was not the norm for Andy Green. It was not the norm for Jace Tingler. It was not the norm for Bob Melvin. You're right. And all of a sudden, he gets two. Every other guy he hired got three. So when he sits up there, the lion little weasel that he is, dude, I, I'm... I'm sorry for AJ that that he clearly had a relationship with Peter Seidler different than anybody else's, and I get that. You, he has so little credibility in anything that he says that when he's up there talking about Mike Schilt, other than when he talked about Peter, I thought clearly yes. he's, you know, I get all that and I respect all that. But then the attention turns to the ball club. He has so little credibility with anything he says that it's almost embarrassing that they allow him in front of a microphone. And the fact that he's talking about Mike and everything else, Mike immediately goes in as a lame duck because yes. he has one year and then he is the lame duck. And that to me was very, very telling. When you do that for a guy who was manager of the year and was expected to be the guy, had you brought in Ryan Flaherty on a two-year deal? Okay, Ron Washington got one too. I get that. Uh, Nevin, any of the guys, Benji Gill, Adrian, yeah. 
look at you go, yeah, it's probably about right. But when you do it with Schilt, who's a former manager of the year in 2019. Yeah. Not that long ago. Right. To me, it said zero confidence in the hire. Zero. It's funny because the first thing I thought of was trying to figure out when AJ's contract expired. After 26. Exactly. So he actually, his contract goes further than what Schilt's contract is. It really is strange timing. Also kind of like... Again, Schilt didn't get offers from any other team. I don't know why. I don't know what the reputation is and why that happened. Right. The Cardinals firing was very strange when it happened. Like, everyone's like, what just happened? That's right. not the St. Louis way of doing things. And then uh, all of a sudden, Schilt doesn't have anyone chasing him, which is, was weird. Well, so, and especially, too, I thought Bryce Miller wrote a really cool column interviewing Greg Garcia. And Greg Garcia came up through the Cardinals system with him and just raved about him. Yeah, everybody does. But they raved about Bob Melvin, too. That yeah. Schilt isn't the question. The question is that little fucking gerbil Preller. Yes. Preller is the problem. If Preller wasn't the problem, Bob Melvin's still here. Right? Yeah. I don't agree more. I don't think the sensei, Jay Stingler, is still here. Andy Green. Punch and Pat. Yeah, Punch and Pat's gone. But but I don't, I don't think Schilt's the question. I think the question is, can Preller stay out yeah. of the way? And and now with Peter no longer with us, I don't know if that becomes easier or, or more difficult, Dave. I really don't know. I don't either. And also, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know how important a manager is to a team in Major League Baseball now. I mean, when you talk about if things are done, that AJ is completely a sabermetrics guy, and he has his own formula for writing out lineups, and Schultz the guy that's going to follow his formula, you know— Sorry, Mike, this is going to be your last managing job if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know that AJ is a sabermetrics guy. They almost say he's the opposite of that, that he is still old school. I don't trust anything AJ says. Well, who could? So you're telling me Bob was a sabermetrics guy? Uh, Bob would have been probably more because of his background with Oakland where they developed it. Okay, so here's the deal. Bob was told what who to put in the lineup at what point, supposedly. Now, at the same time, AJ comes out after Bob leaves. And says, hey, I'm going to get more involved in the lineup because yeah. I didn't have a lot to do with the lineup. Outstanding. Do it, either way, it didn't, it didn't work. And that was probably right. your best chance because right now you're seeing all the talk is that they're trying to trim pay- payroll. Yeah. People get upset by it, but I think a lot of Padre fans now are starting to get to the point. It's it's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to drop about $50 million from this payroll. They've already uh, started. Yeah. And you're going, yeah. unfortunately, you know, you're seeing the pitching and then all the talk that, these former Padres are going with Bob to San Francisco that, you know, you're seeing Waka supposed to go to San Francisco, Snell supposed to go to San Francisco, all these crazy rumors, which would kind of sting, not saying it would help them win, but at the same time, it kind of stings when you go in. Those guys were in our, our starting rotation, and one was a Cy Young Award winner. But then with um, with Schilt taking over this Padre deal, maybe with a, without Soto, mm-hmm. you're going, well, fuck, what, what, does, what does Mike Schilt have to deal with, and is it – Fair to criticize him when he has half the roster that Bob Melvin had. Don't know right now until Preller's done, right? Making trades, doing whatever. Um, I mean, boy, it feels more and more like people think Soto will be gone by the end of the winter meetings, which are two weeks from yeah. tonight. Uh, pretty wild. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, you almost feel like they have to pull the Band-Aid, Right. You tell me. You're a bigger fan than I am. Would you rather see that they, they show us what they are sooner than later? I mean, obviously, the smart move is you hold on as long as you can until you make the trade. See, I, I almost come at it from, from the other side, which is if he's not going to be here long term, then and we have the amount of holes that we have and we have the financial restrictions that we have, then I almost move forward right now and make that trade to see what I can get for him 
You don't know what's being offered on the other side of the phone. Right? We don't. We you just don't. saw Seattle's make believe trade today. Uh, and it was nothing that an average baseball fan would want. Right. I mean, the Yankees seem to be going all in, right? So for what you're trying to do, if you're able to go out and get a couple of arms that you think can help you, and now all of a sudden for free agency, you've got, I don't know, $40 million to to fill first base, left field, do a couple of things, right? Are you able to move Cronenworth off in that deal too? Like it, it becomes interesting, Dave. So I don't know. I don't know that you can judge it until the trade actually goes through and you look at it and you say, okay, of the 25 man roster, we've now filled 19 holes and we've got 60 million to plug in the others. Then you look and you go, okay, just kind of maybe one step back. You're still moving forward with Tatis Machado. You hope Xander bounces back, right? Healthy Musgrove, healthy Darvish, uh, those kind of things. I, I I don't have any interest in them bringing Blake Snell back. I have no interest in He's them not. bringing Josh Hader back. Yeah. Um, but, but right now, if you're going to get the biggest return today... Then yeah, I think I think as you look long term, not only for 24, 25, 26, yeah, I think right now is probably when I'm taking the call knowing that team on the other side because what happens and I think this is how you have to look at it knowing this team's history. If Soto comes out rolls an ankle yeah. in Colorado like Machado, and now you got nothing. Now you got nothing. Man, you can't afford that, Dave. You got it. You, you're you're not close enough with the prospects that you have to take those chances. And we saw Soto goes out every game. Manny goes out every game. Those guys they play through it. Yeah, once appreciate that. But but you almost right now, I think, like AJ said, you listen to, to every call gotta, coming in. Hundred percent, you do. Everyone but, knows, and he's through arbitration. He's supposed to get somewhere between thirty and thirty-three million this year. But if you're getting Casey Kelly and the return that you got yeah. from Boston in return for Adrian, then I think you're a hundred percent right. Then I just write it through. But if somebody's coming through and giving you a couple of the top fifty prospects in baseball, yeah, then I think you have to hear it out. Okay, so that that's the next question I was going to say. Do you want in a Soto trade? Do you want? Baseball ready guys right now, or do you want prospects? Uh, I'll tell you what I want more than anything is I want Cronenworth okay. attached to that, Soto. That's another option. Would you trade Soto? And, and the deal is you got to take Cronenworth. Yeah. But our return doesn't have to be hardly anything. Yeah. We just want, you got to get, take both guys. You want yeah. one guy, you got to take both. Yeah. God, that's I, crazy. I mean, you're, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it is crazy to think that's where this team is at. Yeah, because it just gives you a little bit of breathing room. It gives you a little bit of that financial cushion, right? Yeah. It's your it's your that you created. You created this fucking problem. Absolutely right. But but Dan Williams will tell you when when we used to when I worked for Chase Bank and and we were trying to avoid taking your house, right? My yeah. job was to help people in Ferguson, Missouri of all places avoid losing their home to foreclosure. And so what I would have to do is I would go there and these people couldn't make a $200 mortgage payment. So all day long, you were working with debt to income ratio. And all day long, I would say to them, hey, I need to see your bank statement. 
I'm not showing you my bank statement. I said, I'm not the guy who can't make the payment, dude. What am I going to steal from you? <laughs> and you would come and they would send you that bank statement, Dave. And you would look at it and they would be paying Best Buy 150 a month. Wow. And I'd say, what are you paying them 150 a month for? Well, that TV ain't going to pay for itself. I said, neither is your goddamn house. Like, they can't come take the TV. I can take the house. Then you look down, there's 85 bucks at Applebee's. Fuck is going on at Applebee's? <laughs> My baby girl's birthday. You fucking make her scrambled eggs, asshole. The, the best buy is Juan Soto. The Applebee's is Jake Cronenworth. You got to find a way to get that debt to income ratio back. Yep. And listen, Preller has not done the best job finding prospects and trade shit. He turns and flips them anyways. He does. So if you're able to get that financial cushion that allows you to go out and find the next Gary Sanchez, to find the next Waka, to find the next Seth Lugo, Man, I trust that way more. I, I've never seen a bigger overrated group of super scouts <laughs> than Preller, Logan White, and Don Welke, who haven't developed shit. They haven't delivered shit. Well, not to the Padres. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, it, it, they're, the way they do it and the way they're building this organization is very, very strange. All right, so the one thing I look at is if your star player is Machado left over and Tatis is left over, aren't you wasting years of Machado by not – being World Series ready right now? Can he yeah. go into the next few seasons without being World Series re ready with Machado being in his 30s? Well, again, you're, you're asking me to review a movie that hasn't even started. You don't know what that team's going to look like. That's what he's saying. Well, dude, he's not going to pull that rabbit out of the hat. I mean, you can't sit there and trade Soto and, and then lose three starting pitchers and think you're a World Series contender. I don't care what they do. Yeah, I think you, I think you have to look at it and say, do we have the ability to reload? Can we be better, right? But, I mean, when you look right now, who's locked in? Locked in, you have Camposano behind the plate. Yep. Hassan Kim at second. Bogarts at short. could be a trade piece, yeah. He might not be here next year. Uh, Bogarts at short. Manny at third. Fernando in right. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we have Darvish. And we have Musgrove, we have Suarez. Yeah. Okay. And I think we brought back Drew Carlton. Fuck. I can't. How can I resist that? Give me four on the aisle. I mean, dude, I said two weeks ago, the window closed. The window has closed on this team in a lot of ways. And sadly, I think the biggest way it closed happened last week. Because when the biggest fan with the loudest voice... Uh, passed away that to me in a lot of ways was yeah was the was the end of the dream you know i tell you what i think when we look back in history the way things are going over the next 10 years i think we're going to look at the machado contract and even the chronoworth contract as the two worst contracts i'll say xander i'll put I think xander in there too i think xander is number one but i think the xander machado deal was Everyone, it seemed like the organization felt like, hey, you can't fall in love with the players, and you fell in love with the players. When player. you talk about the Manny contract, you're talking the Manny renewal. Yeah. But yeah. Combined, Manny's going to end up with about $500 million. Yeah. I, I mean, Dave, shit. And Hang he's on. already. Hosmer? Hosmer's the worst deal. Oh, that's a horrible deal. 
Yeah. Um, the Darvish extension, terrible deal. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's none of those deals that you look at other than Fernando. And Fernando. Musgrove. Musgrove's deal is not a bad deal. $20 million a year is not a bad deal. When you look at the money these guys are getting, what Snell's going to get, what Nola got, it's not a bad deal. As long as he stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a freak accident with a guy dang dumbbell or a kettlebell falling on his foot. And then he had the arm injury. I'll have to gross my guy for you. Okay. <laughs> Jeff's kid is at Helix is right here next to us. I have to gross my guy. Look at you playing rivalry. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, what I would say to that is, Joe, you got to be the man. You got to make better decisions. You got to be the man. Like, figure it out. You going to tell Joe that when he sits right here? I'll tell him right there. You got to be the man this year, Joe. You ready to step up? Joe's supposed to come in here. That'd be great. Okay. You ready to be the man? Because you better be the man. Darvish is 64 years old. <laughs> like Eddie the King Painter. I mean, dude, if there's one guy that needs to, to assume that role of being the guy. Yeah. What Madison Bumgarner was, what Max Scherzer was, what Roger Clemens was, right? Got what Clayton Kershaw was into the playoffs. That guy who was the hammer. Yeah. It's Joe's time. Fuck yeah, roll him in right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to hammer fist you right on top of the head. He's not. Joe, you're not a three anymore. You're not a four. You're the guy. He is. He's opening day starter guy, if he's healthy. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, I mean, dude. Yeah, I got you. When you have the local guy that throws the first no-hitter, yeah. incredible. It was. Incredible. And so many nights, what I'd love to ask him is that night when there was the collision in left field, I think it was Jerkson, Profar, and Hassan Kim. And Joe was pitching, and they, I think they had a cart Profar out. I think Joe thought, I want to know, I think that night, that night felt like he had another one. Yeah. And then there was about a 20 minute delay for the injury. I mean, what are you going to do? And it felt like, Something changed, right? When your teammate gets hurt. But, dude, I, I think that night, that Dave, you've been there on nights when guys are dealing either for us or against us. Yes. Holy cow. That night felt like, oh, boy, look out. Anybody here tonight, I mean, he was through four innings on it. felt like he was through four yeah. innings on about 31 pitches. Crazy. And then the unfortunate collision, thankfully, both of those guys are okay. But he just... He lost that rhythm he was in. But yeah, I mean, this of, of all the guys, this is a huge year for Joe. It was yep. for Joe to step up and be the one, man. All right, so look at the other big guys. Obviously, the biggest free agent maybe of all time is Shohei. Mm -hmm. Do you have a feeling one way or another? You're betting where's Shohei going? None. Isn't you know, that cool? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I love the deal that <laughs> Shohei's representatives have said. Anyone who leaks out there was a meeting yep. is immediately out. Yeah. Is out. And then all of a sudden you're hearing stories. The Giants took a meeting. So it's a took a meeting. And yeah, like, they're all bullshit. Trying to fuck yeah. the other guys over. You know? Yeah. But, but I love that. Hey, we're, we're keeping this quiet. Nothing's going to be leaked out. And if it's leaked out and you prove you can't show this guy what, which, what he values more than anything is privacy, that we're out. We can't work with you. I'm going to say the Rangers. That would be wild, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if he ended up with the Rangers? Imagine if DeGrom comes back and then you have... 
a rotation possibly. But of, he's probably not back till September at the earliest. To pitch, you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't think he's pitching at all in 2024. No, I said DeGrom. I oh, meant DeGrom. DeGrom. But think about it. When that contract plays out, let's say 2025, you could have Shohei, you could have DeGrom, you could have Avaldi, uh, you could have, I don't know, I think Scherzer will be gone by 2025, and Jordan oh, yeah. Montgomery. Well, he's, yeah, if you bring him yeah, back. Yeah, I think they're bringing him back, though. I'd be shocked if yeah. they let him go. He's only 30 years old. Yeah. And they're going, fuck, man, that, that's insane. I think the Texas Rangers have become that team. Jim Bowden wrote a brilliant article today for The Athletic. I don't know how many people saw it, but if you're Blake Snell, you're like, dude, shut up, Jim. What Nobody say? wants to read that. What he talked about <laughs> was um, why it makes no sense to sign <clears throat> pitchers to uh, long-term deals. And it was unbelievable because he pointed out Chris Sale, Madison Bumgarner, uh, Jacob DeGrom, all these guys on these contracts yeah. that signed and immediately broke down and just said, boy, how do you do that with these pitchers? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he talked about with Snell out, Montgomery out, his free agents right now on the market. But um, I, I just... Look, I get you got to get down to two hundred million. You go, yeah, it's a lot of money. Well, not really when you look at what Manny makes, what Joe makes, what Darvish makes, Bogarts, uh, Fernando, etc. It doesn't leave you a lot of wiggle room, and so that's why, Dave. I think again, depending on what the return is coming back, yeah, and how that helps you in twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six, I think that really determines how much interest you have in moving Soto now or holding on to him and, and keeping him part of it. The crazy contract is the Yamamoto kid. Yeah. 25 years old. We're hearing coming over here from Japan, he's going to make $33 million a year to start. Damn. That's wild, isn't it? That yeah. The guy's supposed to be that good. There's a story that came out today, don't know how true it is, that whatever team he goes to, he wants to go to a team that has a Japanese player already on it. Wow. Well, the Padres have one. Yeah. You know, um, but at the same time, it, if I was him, I, I tell you what, I'd probably want to do the same thing. I want to yeah. know I could communicate at least with one person in that locker room. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. And that's the other thing. I mean, you hear they're in on all these guys. Well, how can you get to 200? Yeah, that's the thing. You still have that wish list. And just like you said a second ago, when you're talking about Ferguson, Missouri, you're sitting there going, you know, let's play the finance game. Yeah. You can have your wish list all you want. We can't afford it. Yeah. If we're going to be here, this is what we have to do because of previous commitments already made. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if Xander's not on the books and you, and you didn't extend Manny, I don't know if Manny stays or goes based on that elbow. I'd assume he stays, but all of a sudden, yeah, you've got a lot more. I mean, damn, Dave, think if you hadn't done the Darvish extension, the Cronenworth extension, and brought in Xander. How much different you feel tonight? 100% different. You're maybe right. maybe you I don't know that I would have gone even without those guys if I'm doing Waka and Lugo 2 with 32. I don't know that I'm doing either one of those guys at that number. The rumor is Waka is going to get 14 million a year. He's not going to get the 16 million a year. How that many he years? Been here. 2 years. 2 years 28 million. Yeah, That's I'm what doing the Giants that. are rumored to be offering. Yeah, I think the pods may jump in on that too. And so that'd be that'd be interesting. Here I'm gonna throw a guy at you that I would not be surprised to see in a Padre uniform. All right. Lucas Giolito. 
Yeah. Niebla knows him from the division. He's watched him for right. years. He's a guy that obviously struggled uh, last year when he went to the Angels and things didn't work out at the end of the year for him that I could see Lucas Giolito uh, pairing with Niebla and being mm -hmm. a guy. Yeah, I think we, I think you have that guy like we used to get with Darren Balsley, right? Yeah. Where they feel like they see something and said, yeah, we can work on that. We can fix that. Yeah, and, that'd be good. And at the time, if I said a year ago, you're going to get Lucas Giolito, you're like, wow, how did that happen? Right. But here's a guy that needs to be fixed that at one time was considered, this guy's a one. Yeah, and I think that, I think that's big. I, I mean, man, I wish we could, I wish the winter meetings were here. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, if the winter meetings were here, we just go set up a table and just yeah. hang out. Um, like, let's go to Nashville. Listen, just, I, I said that to Josh. I said, if you were in Nashville at this time, because he's here for the holidays. Yeah. I said, dude, I 100% would have planned a trip to go yeah. see you just so I could hang out. Yeah, I think it's going to be an active one. Yeah. Now, I think Otani's done pretty quick. Maybe by the time we get back here. They were saying, well, they were saying yesterday that Otani will make his decision right at the very beginning of the winter meetings. That was a story yesterday. Now, again, none of these stories about Otani you can believe. Right. Because Otani keeps things quiet. Again, for a guy that plays in the number two media market, no one knows where he lives, who he dates, or where he eats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a guy <laughs> that, cool. I mean, think about it. He has to be one of the biggest, easiest stars to spot. Yeah. And nobody ever has anything in Otani. 6'5? He's, he's a big son of a bitch. When you and I went to that Angels game where we were sitting yeah. on home plate when BK's tickets, dude, I couldn't believe how big that dude was. Yeah. And uh, incredibly likable, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Across can, the yeah. board. Dude, he just wants to play baseball. Yeah. He's really serious about the game. He loves the game. I don't know. I'm a huge fan. Whether he goes to the Rangers, wherever the hell he goes. What if he ends up back with the Angels? And that's what uh, someone was saying today. I think it was, it was a Heyman, I think, said that. That he goes, I wouldn't be surprised that he likes comfort. He likes to know his surroundings. He likes to be in a, an area where he feels comfortable. And obviously, he knows the Angels well. Artie's done crazy contracts before, yeah, right? Sure has. He knows what he's getting. Yeah. More importantly, he knows what he means for for ticket sales, marketing, advertising. I mean, when you go up there, so many of the different advertisements, either in the magazine or around the Big A, are in Japanese. Here's a couple things I've heard about Otani um, in the last few weeks. One is they say whoever gets Otani, you're basically, you get them for free. Meaning whatever his contract is, you make that money back through not only gear, but also mm -hmm. you work at a separate TV deal with Japan. Oh, that'd be great. And then at the same time, when you look at even his endorsements personally, I'll just give you the number two guy in endorsements this year in Major League Baseball was Aaron Judge. Okay. Made $4 million in endorsements this year. He had it done better than that. That's what it said. Okay. Four, four, for the whiz? He made $4 million. Aaron judged it. Otani was number one, made $40 million in no. endorsements. Yes. They got to do better than that. It's Major League Baseball. These guys aren't making big time dough. Even during the World Series, Otani was on every commercial break. Do you notice? Yeah. Every one. Yeah. A, a judge has a, to make a, more than $4 million. A, Look it up. I will. I see you grabbing the phone, but I think you're texting. I think you're playing <laughs> Tetris. I don't believe you. <laughs> Again, you can't stop playing that Tetris. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so overall, it was it was on a business channel. They were just talking about this last week. And I was like, man, I go, Judge was number Dude, two. You, look at that bullshit. Dave got it right. Yeah. $4.5 off the field. Dude, that, wow. That is crazy. Yeah, 2020 due, 
four million, and they write a, an impressive figure in itself. That's nothing. Nothing. Fucking Caleb Williams makes more than that at USC. Right. And Otani made thirty-five million. Goddamn, Dave is spot on right. Dave, I'm sorry I fact checked you. Otani, yeah, right in front of my face. I know thirty-five. <laughs> well, I want you to be right. <laughs> Dave's right. Otani, 35 million. Judge and Mike Trout, 4.5 and 4 million. Damn. Well, I guess when you're making 40 million a year, you're not too worried about it. But that, God, that felt low. That's See, crazy. and if I was Otani. Yeah, we could get him to endorse this show. No. <laughs> Dan Williams, you're out. Dan, you're out. You had a good run. You had a good run. <laughs> Jump onto the hot tub. But one thing, okay, I'll ask you, if you were Shohei, mm-hmm. how important is it for you to play in big games, play in the postseason, to I, be a winner? Everybody's different, right? I know, but I'm asking if it was you. Yeah. You want to be in right. the biggest games. You want to be there. But I may want to be there with the Angels. Really? I may want to be there with the Angels. That's the thing. There may be a little bit. I mean, when he chose the Angels, we were shocked, right? Kind of. Yeah. We're going... Okay, I think he went to the Angels mostly for Mike Trout, who's my guess. Uh, I don't know. Remember you made that joke because he used to wear 27 in Japan? Oh, yeah. Why did he pick 17? He's like some asshole at 27. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say he stays with the Angels. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think Artie Artie pays crazy money. Yeah. Like he's done before. And, and... Look, Artie may be outbid. I think Otani turns down more money from the Dodgers and the Yankees, but makes a huge deal. Uh, and I'm going to say he gets, say he gets ten years. You got to say some weird number. It never matches up. You can do right. the math in your head. You always have to pull the calculator. Out. I'm going to say ten years, four hundred and sixty-eight million. Really? Yeah. I, I say he averages more than fifty million dollars a year when it's over. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with forty six point eight. Okay. Do you believe that he would sign a short term contract and then sign a big term contract again? Like No, I think this I, is the I th- one. I do too. I think this is the one. I think he could sign that 10, 11, 12 year deal, whatever yeah. it is. And you know what, dude? I don't think Dave I don't think anybody in baseball would be bummed. No, I don't either. Dude, he's earned it, man. We're looking at our Babe Ruth. I mean, my, yeah. one of my biggest regrets is we're we're fools for not going to Anaheim more often to see this guy. Right. And can you imagine the reaction on opening day when they announce him coming back? Oh yeah, that he that he stayed. I think he stays there. Yeah, it's funny. A week ago, I would have said anywhere but there. Yeah, but I think you laid out a lot of things that I think he stays there, and I think Artie says we're going to make a commitment to the team, like a different right. I mean, that Ron Washington presser was great. I told you it was good, wasn't it? At the time, <laughs> I was, I'm glad you went and saw it because I was saying, you got to see it. You just got to see it. And Ron got a two-year deal. I got Ron it. got a two-year deal, and I dig his coaching staff. 74 years old. Yeah. yeah. He brought in Chili Davis, right? Yeah, Johnny Washington yeah. used to be down here. Dude, I I, I enjoyed it. You yeah. know, it was, um, i tell you, one of the reasons I, I really enjoyed what Ron Washington did and his coaching staff and I said to you when I when my kid was seven years old, Josh was seven years old. Mm-hmm. I've told you this. I think I've said this on there. We went to a Angels Royals game, mm. and we're about the seventh inning. And Josh looked at me and goes, "Something feels weird here." And I go, "Yeah." I go, "I've been coming here for years," and I knew what he was what he was thinking. And he just looked at me and he went, "The only white people here." 
in the stands. There's no mm-hmm. one here. There's no one here that looks like our community in San Diego. And he goes, I want to go. And we left. And we went home and and I said, Josh, welcome to Orange County. This is yeah, what it yeah. is. Well, now there's a possibility of not only Ron Washington with an all-African-American staff, plus your star player is Shohei Otani, yeah. have come a long way. And you have a Mexican owner. Yeah. Came a long way since uh, my kid was seven years old going to that Angel game where he felt uncomfortable. So Josh claiming credit for that? No, I don't know if Josh remembers it. Oh, it was just, but I remember him saying to me, this is weird. Like no. He looked around the stadium and go, this is weird. Yeah. Well, you tell him how much you have in your piggy bank. Okay. <laughs> We're driving home. Tip Sam did a walk-off home run. Yeah. Would have been nice to have seen that. Yeah, it would have been great. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know you were part of the United Nations. Wow. Save your hero speech, okay? Mar- <laughs> Mariah Carey's not walking through that I'll door. I'll just say that, that, that's my favorite. We just started yelling guys who aren't walking through the door. Yeah. Enrique Iglesias isn't walking through that door. Who would, do you know anybody that would go see Enrique Iglesias and brag about it? Erica. Erica's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Erica's a good call. Posting pictures. My favorite, my favorite post this week was uh, uh, insiders are reporting that Carissa Thompson says that Joey Tani signed a forty million dollar deal with the Montreal Expos. Oh, I like when she said Joe Burrow was fine, <laughs> dude. Like, yeah, the problem with that is it's Katie Temple or yes. Annie or or Julie or or. Took all Jenny. credibility away from every woman. Every in the one business. of them, man. It, it, man, it really was bad. And Aaron Andrews jumping on that ship was crazy. Yeah. I have no idea what she was thinking. Why did she think that was going to be okay? Oh, boy. I've done it too. What? Yeah. You, do you know how quickly you've seen it? Yeah. You saw it with, here, I'll give you a perfect example from a guy's standpoint. Larry King. When Larry King used to talk about him and Sandy Koufax as kids. Yeah. And Sandy Koufax was like, that never happened. Yeah. Who? Yeah. And Larry King had been around a long time. And he made some comment. Brian Williams almost cost him his career. It did. At NBC. Got fired because he embellished his story. But when you are Carissa Thompson or Aaron Andrews, Leslie Visser, any of the rest of them, right? Yeah. Man, Lisa Salter or Pam Oliver. Think about any of those, but they had to think. When you're a woman in this industry and you are fighting every different stereotype to just kind of get in, and then you have somebody very nonchalant to say, yeah, I made it up. I made it up because I couldn't get to them or what they said didn't really fit what we were trying to do. It's like, ah, fuck, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. I wish they would have, even Fox said, hey, look, you just took away all credibility you had when we hired you. We got to let you go. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The Aaron Andrews thing was frustrating. You and I had Aaron Andrews on one time. I don't know if you remember. Uh-huh. You remember? And, dude, she couldn't answer a question. She wasn't, I know. she wasn't good. I was shocked. Jeff and I were doing the national college football show, and she didn't. We weren't looking for a gotcha moment. No, not at all. But she couldn't even hold the conversation. I cover the NFL now. Like, okay, so you don't know who Nick Saban is? Like, she didn't know anything. We were throwing softballs. She yeah. couldn't do jack shit. She came off so bad that you and I are looking at each other going, what the fuck is we happening? We had to get her out. We did. We had to, we had to cut the interview way short. Because, yeah, I mean, you look at it and you go, okay, 
well, this isn't doing her any favors, and ultimately we're going to look like the bad guys. Because she's a star. Yeah. It's going to look like you're bullying them. Exactly right. And you say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we didn't say like Oh, we didn't? Sweet thing. Get the fuck out of here. We didn't do that. No. I mean, it's like we. That I was ran- disappointing. Honestly, it was disappointing because oh, yeah. we were all pumped up that Aaron Andrews was coming on. She, I was trying to think of who it was. It must have been her, but I told Ken Rosenthal at the winter meetings. I was like, Hey man, you'll never remember this, but you used to come on. You were great. Yeah, he and was. he was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, we had other national people, Ken. They were not very good. <laughs> and uh, he was like, really? I was like, dude. And I couldn't remember who it was. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Andrews. Damn. My favorite booking was the the referee that they used to stick with us. That guy was horse shit. <laughs> Craig Bergman, how does he have a job? Dude, how does he have a job at ESPN? <laughs> Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, again, is your guy. The home buying season's getting crazy, and he wants to help you get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Don't get outbid like so many people did in 2020. It is crazy out there, just like he said. Call Dan Williams today, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Great, great news. The Stones are coming back in 24. Now, Dave, we're trying to figure out are we going to try to see him at SoFi Stadium again? The problem is with SoFi is the show's on a Wednesday night. Thank okay. you, Mick. Thank you, Keith. That Thanks. works out great. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Or the Saturday night before Mother's Day, they're at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. How about that? So uh, we're going to figure it out, make the call. Uh the mom part of Mother's Day signed off on it. She said, yeah. And she's not a gambler. Yeah. She's not like gambling. She hasn't been to Vegas since we took her there. 2007? Uh, oh, no, 2004. Four. Holy mackerel. 20 years. Yeah. But she's like, and Jack and I want to get to Allegiant Stadium, bring some other knucklehead with us, and uh, and have some fun. But it kind of goes back to what we talked about. It's the old debt-to-income ratio. Yes. Because... Knowing I have to buy four Stones tickets next week, I should have got a screenshot of it. I, I got to let everybody know right now because Thanksgiving tomorrow and then uh, the countdown to the holidays begin. Boy, if you go on Fanatics or NFL.com, the amount of incredible merchandise they have for the Raider fan in your life, it is unbelievable. It is. Dave, I almost pulled the trigger. What the you, coolest Raider get? jacket today, okay. and I'll find it and show you a picture of it. But it's like ninety four bucks, and I go, you know, pretty warm out. I probably don't need that, and that goes towards four uh, Stones tickets next week. Remembering, I'm going to be in Vegas, Raider team store. <laughs> Come on, please, please. So all these different things happen. Holidays happen. Thanksgiving happens. But you still have the mortgage, you still have the car payment, medical bills, whatever else you're paying off. Netflix, yeah. fuck those guys. <laughs> and uh, and look, there's only so much coming in to cover everything going out. So Dan will help you get your finances in order so you can buy the car, you can buy the house, but more importantly, enjoy the holidays and every now and then do something fun like go see the Stones. Give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Brian Kurtz, your guy, when it comes to real estate, again, Brian and Dan are working together now, but 
so many people wondering when is the right time to sell the house they're currently in do they take advantage of what's going on at the same time brian will not only get the most for your home he will find you your next home as well best in the business been doing this almost 30 years and again he's won a ton of awards i could go through his whole resume but you'd go all right enough i get it 619-251-1588 that's brian curry's number 619-251-1588 well for about 11 years you guys know i've lived in the apartment right above the good body mortuary at 63rd and el cajon boulevard i love it spacious uh gets a little i don't know cramped yeah. Uh, on Saturdays, around Thursday afternoons for some reason. But, you know, hey, it's quiet. <laughs> Neighbors downstairs are nice. Don't hear any noise for the most part. Every now and then you hear, like, the rattling of glasses like this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that you? Still that twitch. Ah! <laughs> around Halloween. But if you're like me, you're like, I'm just done living above the mortuary. And you want to find that house where uh, maybe you don't have the downstairs neighbors that like flicking the light switch, flick, flick. Uh, then you got to give Brian a call. Dave, where's your favorite neighborhood? I'm going to let you pick the neighborhood. Um, Rancho Santa Fe. I think it's the best neighborhood in San Diego. Rancho Santa Fe. Exactly right. That? Perfect for the first time home buyer. There you go. Fit right in. Yeah, you fit right in. You're going to live. Never, you're never, yeah, you're never going to eat out again. And uh, you're yeah. driving a scooter. Yeah, that's it. Your lawn's going to get <laughs> very long in a hurry. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to no live furniture. in Rancho Santa Fe. Yeah, maybe 20 years ago when you had the chance of bumping into Burt Backrack. <laughs> Not anymore, Dave. No. Burt's no longer with us. But, all right, well, I gave Dave the opportunity. Let's just say Scripps Ranch. Okay. Poway. East County's best neighborhoods. Uh, Brian Curry can help you find the house of your dreams. Close to work. Uh, safe, right? All of the different things that come to the equation. Nobody does it better than BC. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Oh, my God. What a shot. Austin Reeves. Look at that. One good thing happened in this app. Yeah. All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to go November 20th. Okay. Okay. That 20th or 22nd? November 20th. I think I messed this up. I think it's 22nd. Boy, how'd you like to be? It's 22nd, I think. I'll look in it in a second. I don't know. I think I forgot to tell, change the date as I just looked down at it. You threw me off the other day when you canceled the show and you moved it. And I was like, fuck, now I got to redo this. Uh, All right, fine. here we go. Scarlett Johansson. Hang on. I don't think you got the shot off, Dave. Of course not. Nothing goes our way. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, 44. 39 years old. Damn. That's so rude when I do that. Um, 70 million. $165 million. Nice. Good for her. Yeah. How about that? And uh, she was born November 22nd. These are the dates oh, we're doing. Boy. For the people keeping score. <laughs> yeah. Didn't walk into Thanksgiving and come out as a real asshole. Yeah. God, Dude, no if, you, if you start your conversation at the table, I'd guess how old so-and-so is. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Did you know yesterday out. she was 39? <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just pass me stuff. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Kids today have no idea Jamie Lee Curtis was hot before. I know. They think she's an old bag. But it's her I, fault. I probably would have chosen a different phrase than that. Dude, would she just let the gray Roy go Bergman crazy? said, you're borderline caveman. I said, you know, you're Is that what really, she said about me? Yeah. That is sad. Uh, it's not wrong. Uh, 
Uh, Wait, what the hell is that supposed to mean now? <laughs> you know exactly what it means. Caveman. I'm, I'm amazed when I come in this garage. Yeah. There's not just drawings on the wall of you. Fire. <laughs> Fire bed. Fire bed. Uh, you could be, we could change the show to Cave and Jeff. <laughs> I just wrote that. Yeah, I know. You've been hanging out with Laura too long. Uh, oh, God. Don't you ever say that to me again. <laughs> Don't you ever make that accusation. Um, who was it? Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. 68. 65. See, told you she looked old. <laughs> <laughs> um, 50 million. $60 million. Pretty right. close. Not bad. How would you like someone to guess how much you're worth to be off by 10 million? Dude, right? <laughs> I'd be all right. Hey, good job. It's only 10 million off. Yeah. Close. Close. Billie Jean King. I saw this. 80. 80 is right. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I'm going to say she is worth $34 million. $20 million. All right. That's good. All right. Five random questions written by Josh. Okay. These are good. Have you ever known someone that was catfished? Other than man type? Yeah, that's about the only one. That's your, the biggest one. I had a buddy that went to the... I could see you catfishing somebody. That's a sad thing. That, <laughs> I could see you, son of a bitch. I could see you completely ruining guys' lives in high school. Uh, Just sitting around doing nothing. I got my own phone line. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through the yearbook. Fucking guys over. Just calling him. Even your kid knows it. He's <laughs> laughing. He knows. If anybody would do that shit, it'd be you. <laughs> he take just that board. Both of you guys. And just go, fuck it. Watch this. <laughs> Dude, you know it's true. He knows it's true. <laughs> That's a terrible accusation. You're a fucking asshole. As a role model. <laughs> Other than that guy with the... Did the guy at the uh, Bahia? Yeah. I kind of catfished him. It's my favorite. Um, do I know anybody who's been catfished? No, I don't think so. You? I know I don't. And if someone I know was catfished, they would never tell me. You know right. what I mean? They'd be too embarrassed. I did have a buddy that would go to the strip bar, the main attraction in Oceanside. And there would be three of us that would go. It would be me, Cheech, and my other buddy who will remain nameless. And uh, so Cheech and I had this game that we would go. And every time we would determine so the girl would come by and we'd sit at the table like three chairs right cheech on the right me and then our other buddy to the left and the the goal was to make the other guy laugh with what our job was now these girls that worked there very pretty yeah no clue that we were in there we'd be in there like every other week yeah and uh because they had great drink specials and so we would go, and every night it was just a competition because Cheech and I worked at Warehouse in Mira Mesa. Okay. And where it's now AT&T, right on Mira Mesa Boulevard, that was Warehouse Records. And Dave, we had to wear the stupid name tag yeah. with the uh, vinyl name. So we would gamble every night. And so we would pick a name for you. You would pick a name for me. And the last guy to get acknowledged would owe the other guy seven bucks. So I would put for Cheech, Cheech would be peaches. He gave me sugar, S-U-G-A-H. So you'd be sitting there. Now in Mira Mesa, it's a very Filipino-driven neighborhood. Yeah. And so as the Filipino residents were incredibly nice, but they came in and they had a bit of a Filipini, uh, Filipino accent. And so when they would acknowledge you as either sugar or peaches, 
it was the funniest shit. And they were great because there were a handful of older gentlemen that came in and look, they were not renting Back to the Future. <laughs> they were renting the movies we don't talk about. Yes. And uh, so they'd come up and they were already just trying to get out of there as quickly as they can, trying to get a bag as I'm reminding them, hey, don't forget to rewind this when you're done, all right? Yeah, 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 I got you. And then, I got you, sugar. <laughs> you just cost me $7, Mr. Wynn. <laughs> Fuck. Get out of here. So then Cheech and I would go. So it was just always trying to make the other guy laugh. And then up there, it was, what do we do for a career? Yep. And the two I remember is we were in town for, in town, in Oceanside for a lawn furniture convention. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun, girl said. I mean, her boobs were like knocking <laughs> our head over. And then uh, the best one he ever said that just absolutely put me out is he said we were carbonation salesmen. And we sold carbonation to the, the stores. We're like 21. Are we selling carbonation? It's the most ridiculous thing ever. And the girl was fascinated that we we were the guys. Dave, I couldn't breathe. So, so he and I are doing this game. Yeah. And then our third buddy is bringing flowers to the girls dancing, and then she'd say, "Okay, you know, hey, let's go go wash the glitter off. I'll be back." And he'd be like, "Hey guys, you may have to find your own ride home." And we're like, "No, we're gonna be fine." And then I'd be like, carbonation salesman. And he'd wait. And then you just hear oh, her car driving away. So he got catfished by about 11 strippers that kept telling him as he tipped him out and brought yeah. him flowers. And oh boy. Yeah. Who knows, right? Tickets to Billy Joel or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's probably the closest I remember. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Does that count? Yeah. That kind of does. Kind of does. All right. Here we go. Uh, Dave has an addiction to uh, dipping tobacco. Jeff, have you ever had an addiction? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, tonight, I got one. I haven't had one in a long time. Black iced tea, uh, unsweetened say, iced tea. If I had to fill out a, a blank card and guess without you bringing that in, that's what I would have said. Yeah. You went through that black iced tea forever. Yeah, so good. Um, but thankfully, I've gotten away from it. No, I never smoked. Yeah. I tried to dip a skull bandit one night, got a crazy headache. Um, Good for you. I'm glad you didn't get, get addicted to it. Uh, we were talking about gambling. Yeah. And I got crushed on a parlay. Boomer Esiason threw a last second pass and cost me about $2,000. And yeah. that, that ended my gambling. But thankfully, no. Black tar heroin, but that was only for a weekend. <laughs> Doesn't count. That was only for a weekend. No, thankfully, no. Do you remember um, when you and I first started the show and B-Dub was running the board? Him yeah. and I were gambling NBA games like crazy. Dude, so fun. And <laughs> it wasn't my money. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting there going back-to-back -back nights on oh the road. Yeah. No fucking chance. <laughs> we're yeah. sitting there just gambling games, not even looking at the clock. We're supposed to go to commercial break. You know, yeah. all that matters is what was going on in the NBA game. Dude, so fun. I mean, going out to... Paula, right? Yeah. But I mean, we bring like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, playing penny slots. Yeah, nothing. Playing yeah. Cleopatra. That's that's exactly what it used to win all the time. I never won. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It didn't. You had 80 different rows, and you're like, yeah. all of a sudden, money's coming out. Yeah. You were Horton yelling at me, <laughs> making me feel bad about being successful. Well, come on, like, dude, we all got to get up early. Let's get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here. Let's get out of here. Jesus, man. 
Have you ever gone to a wedding and not contributed to the registry? Yes. <laughs> uh, it won't happen. I know why that's in there. You know there. why he wrote that question? Yeah. To see if you make the list. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that for him. Um, the best one was, nobody's going to hear this. Um, my aunt fashions herself as a singer. Oh, boy. She thinks she can sing. How old is she? Ah, uh, She's my dad's sister, so okay. she's got to be close to 80. But this is 20 years ago, so okay. she's 60. And uh, her daughter who's my cousin i love her uh my cousins get married do you have any cousins that are really cool yeah a ton of them yeah dude my my cousin aztec she, she was an aztec and she's getting married so uh we go up chino hills to this wedding and my brother this is right around the hey Happy anniversary to my brother. It's Thanksgiving yeah. tomorrow night. Dude, we maybe we'll make you a plate. Yeah, take Kate out to Palm Desert tomorrow night. We'll go awesome. out there and make a plate. God damn, I would have forgot. I got to wish him. Uh, <laughs> so we go, and this is the wedding. It was my cousin's wedding. I didn't bring shit. But I had the highlight of the wedding. Rainy day in Chino. And my brother's like, look, I'm sitting in the back. Because if she starts singing. And I go, you know what, dude? Enough of your bullshit, okay? And again, I'm like 19. He's like 23. Yeah. I'm like, look, enough of your bullshit. You're going to fucking, they got seats assigned for us up front. Just fucking go and sit there. And it was like folding chairs. It felt like we're at a, felt like we're at a funeral. <laughs> and, or, and I was thinking about this. And my brother's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, well, you're fucking doing it. Everybody's here. From that, from my dad's side of the family, just fucking sit there. What you're gonna be the only asshole sitting in the back? Shut up. So now, my brother, I wedge him between me and my sister, and there's about seven people on the either side. What my brother didn't know was that I found out ten minutes earlier. She's singing. A moment like this, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> So my mom's in on the joke. My dad thinks my aunt can sing. Uh, 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 uh. And my brother sits down. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming. It's going to be great. The first thing we have is leave out the name to protect the innocent with a quick tribute. And my brother goes, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck is this? I go, oh, shit, I meant to tell you. So he can't go because yeah. people are locked in. Dude, she sang like the the twelve inch dance version. Oh, it fuck. was like an eleven minute version, and she's crying. My cousin's crying. Dude, I am dying. I'm like just biting my hand because every note, my brother's like, "I fucking hate you. I hate you." I'm like, "Shut up." It's beautiful. So no, I did not contribute to that registry, but it was my favorite. Uh, uh, do we know where they're registered? We should announce it here so everybody. No can kidding. Continue. No kidding. Fuck Mario on a goddamn Bolt City podcast show announced his Venmo, and all of a sudden people started sending him money like crazy. Really? Yeah, he just threw it out there like a joke, and fucking all of a sudden people keep sending him money. Well, let's just see if that works. <laughs> Go ahead. Which okay. Dave, if course, it works, people are sending him sixty nine dollars because they think it's funny. Eh, sixty nine, dude. You I just think got that's sixty nine dollars. If you're looking for me, it's just my name, Jeff Dotson, <laughs> with our shirt logo. Oh, hey. 
I mean, I don't know what you're doing there, but listen, if it's one of those things that keeps you yeah. from spending money on chewing tobacco, <laughs> send that money to me. I'll cut Dave in on it. Wink, wink. No. Dave, what's your Venmo? Oh, it's easy. It's Dave Pally. And I think it's a picture of you, right? Yeah, sure is. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're not saying you Let's have to do it. see if it works. It. We don't think it will. We don't think it'll work. <laughs> All right, here we go. Two okay. more of these. If you were a five-star recruit, which college would you choose? Oh, love that. I guess it depends on the sport a little bit. I love that. Uh, if I want to get invited to the Burtmans. That's <laughs> true. You got to say LSU. Well, if I was playing baseball, I'd go LSU. How about that? Okay. But I think football, current state right now. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think, honestly, Dave, I think it would be Alabama. I, I can't stand Lincoln Riley. I can't I stand too. Lincoln Riley. I don't think I don't think there's anybody I'm, I'm missing, right? Jim Harbaugh, to me, is the biggest weasel in sports. Holy shit. I, and everybody keeps talking about him for the Raiders. I don't want him anywhere near the Raiders. He's a dirtball. I think Dave, Alabama. I started watching the Hard Knocks in season tonight. Yeah. Holy. Was it good? Dude, Tua might be the coolest, most likable guy in is. sports. Everyone says he's the nicest guy going. I wanted to ask Josh about that. What a yeah. good dude, man. Yeah, and I love Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Um, I, I think for football, I, I think I'd have to say Alabama. But can I say LSU for baseball? Yeah, 100%. Basketball, what would you choose? Oh, I like that. Coach like K is gone, so you can't say I'm going to Duke to say I played for Coach K. Dude, I tell you what, I, I guess maybe just because I grew up here, it'd probably be San Diego oh, State. They would love it. To be part of Hometown that. Right? kid going to San Diego yeah. State, five star recruit. That'd be big. At Viejas? Yeah, that'd be big. Yeah. Dude, I, I yeah, I'd, I'd do that. You wouldn't do the deal I'm going to USC, make friends with LeBron James's kid, and get in with the family? Uh, No. Because I'd have a chance here to meet Kyle Turley. <laughs> you met Kyle Turley a million times. I love Kyle Turley. Did you see, Kyle Kyle wants to be the Aztec coach. Does he really? Dude, I love Kyle. I mean, you, you saw it. They're yeah. interviewing the defensive guy from Nebraska. Uh, That's going to sell a lot of tickets. ridiculous. Tony White? That's just ridiculous. Um, where are you going? Um, well, Alabama would be where I'd go. For football? Where are you going for, for, for baseball? Uh, that baseball, Vanderbilt probably. Oh, that's I'd good. Go Vanderbilt, Nashville. Lori says, "Great, thanks." Well, did you just call me a caveman? Well, how? Can I mean, you, blame you her? think I'm kind of reward bad behavior? I'm not giving her. I shit. might have embellished that a little bit. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, a little bit. And then uh, it doesn't seem like something she would say. She's so nice. She is. She's a treat. Happy Thanksgiving to the Burtmans. Uh, and then uh, where are you going? Basketball. For I'd probably go to North Carolina. It's probably where I'd go. There you go. Anyway, that that would be well. Guess what? I'm not a five star recruit. No one's offering any of those to me. No. All right, last one. And this is kind of interesting. This question's on here because Kate's here. What's your proudest moment as a father? Oh, I love that. Um, oh, I'll tell you with this guy right here. This guy right here. Um, it was probably... Okay, you help me on this. Second year of baseball. How okay. old are they at that age? I mean, well, these guys played younger. When did they start? No, no, I'm talking like... like coach pitch oh so he's probably about six uh, about six years old yeah probably six years old yeah and he got a coach his t-ball coaches he and jack were on the same team and his uh t-ball coaches were great yeah. tony and coach d and these two guys remember the names wow i remember these two guys and uh 
And they were just the coolest guys and everything was so fun. And the kids were a bunch of goofballs and it was a blast. And then his second year of baseball, he played for a guy and I remember his name. I'm not going to say it. And this guy just, I mean, he absolutely killed the interest in baseball for both guys because he thought he was managing the St. Louis Cardinals and he was rotating kids through. Like, and guys would be benched for like four innings at, at a time. Wow. And when you're six years old, dude, six inning game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Cade had a streak where it probably was about 20 times straight where he struck out. Yeah. Each time he struck out, he ran back to the dugout, carried his bat, ran back. Never pouted, did anything. I cannot remember who this guy was. There was a random guy who one day was just kind of sitting behind home plate. And he said to Cade, hey, man, do this. Like, change this. You're telling a six-year-old kid, change this. Dude, next thing you know, he starts hitting and hitting and hitting. And we go to, they played a little tournament. At um, right by Lake Murray, okay. that Lake Murray Little League field. All right. And coach's kid all of a sudden goes into a little bit of a slump. Oh, for the tournament. So yeah. four games, was that? Oh, for 15? Yeah. By the time he's oh, for 15, he's walking back to the dugout, head down, pouting the whole thing. And the kid to my left got most improved player. MVP of the tournament. And what I remember telling him was, um, it's not that you're the MVP. It's who you were at the start. It's who you were in the middle. And it's how it paid off at the end. He never changed his attitude. He always ran off. He was a team guy. uh, When his coach thought he was fucking Mike Schilt. Uh, and that was it. And so doesn't manage one project game. You're already like fucking Mike Schilt. Yeah. And then for Jack, it was a simple one. When Erica passed away, yeah. uh, took her own life, devastating time. And we were going to the Croc Center and we were walking into the Croc Center and she passed away in 20, 2019. 2019 so jack would have been 11 we're walking into the croc center and jack and Cade knew her very well she loved him and and vice versa and it's my favorite moment with jack of all time because he knows i'm a wreck yeah and just trying to be a sweet kid he says uh you know dad i think today i'm going to put up 50 for erica yeah that's that's great and I said, uh, okay, okay. I said, uh, what? I remember this. I said, what's your current career high? And he said, two. I said, well, that's pretty ambitious. I, I, I appreciate you going for it. I go, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just. 50. I mean, dude, how about 10? How about double digits? Dude, he wasn't fucking around. <laughs> well, I guess not. I said, uh. And it, it struck me so... 101. I mean, dude, fuck, I'm a break with Chamberlain's record. Dude, I hadn't laughed in three days. And this fucking maniac tells me he's put at age 11. And he was completely serious. Yeah. I'm going to put up 50. So then I said, you know, what's your career high? It's, it's two. 
I said, well, that's a bit of a gap. So I said, I tell you what, why don't you just make one for her today? Good for you. And uh, I said, just make one, Jay. Try to get out, set your goal to make one. And about halfway through the game, he pulls up for three. And me, Jack and Cade would go play uh, horse all the time. And he had this crazy ability to hit these long shots. But he'd hit one out of every 12. Yeah. But he'd nail it. Half-court shots, all this crazy shit. He sets up for a three-pointer, and he fucking buried it. Nice. And a girl at the Croc Center got a picture of it. Sweet. And I told him, I said, dude, that's all I needed. I don't need 50. You got it. So... Yeah, those two. I mean, combined sport- as a team, let's be honest. At that age, the team doesn't even score. What did you win? Eighteen? You guys would win like eighteen yeah. to twelve, right? Yeah. I mean, no one's scoring fifty combined. Yeah, somebody had fifty-four, but I don't think it was no, you. The whole team had yeah, whole team had fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's this fifty bullshit? It's a yeah. running clock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven minute quarters. Yeah. He, he was a, he was a backup. Yeah, and dude, he, he was the seventh love, guy. Dude, I love it because he was a backup. He just throws him under the bus. Fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he told me he was so serious dude, about it. You got to tell that story at his wedding. That is funny as well, shit. Well, no, the one I'll tell at 50. the wedding, because I've told you guys, it, it was over here at Aquatica when he was about 46 inches tall and he was four. And you got to be 48 to ride the ride. And he lost Felt his like Erica. Sh- yeah, like Erica does every day. Dude, he lost his shit at this guy. Some 17-year-old kid. Oh, what are you doing? My dad's right there. Screaming at this guy. And just watching him and his little narrow ass have to walk the walk of shame, carrying his inner tube down oh, the steps. Me. Dude, he'd have fought. He'd have fought anybody <laughs> that day. Well, that's the one I tell his girlfriend. Yeah, he... Well, wasn't happy what's your one i got you know with both my boys sports wise they, they were they had like walk-off moments for game-winning home runs and championship games all those were great for josh making the alabama football team was big because i was an alabama fan before all that shit happened and that was nuts especially the year before when he had a d1 baseball scholarship and he quit baseball yeah and said, I'm going to quit baseball. And I was, I couldn't tell him how disappointed I was, but I was really upset going, fuck, dude, you're on pace to throw like 100 miles an hour. You're like, yeah. Throw really hard. And I'm like, not too many guys throw this hard. And I can't believe you're going to walk away from baseball. And he goes, Dad, it will work out. Yeah. And fucking a year later, Brilliant he's guy. with Alabama. So that was really cool for me. Do I get any credit at all for the for the fact that he was at North Carolina? He asked me what to do. <laughs> he did ask. No, he, you asked. Yeah, I, I did ask. But he, but, but that's just because your heart was beating at about a thousand beats per minute. I was do you like, remember you and I were, the day Melvin Gordon was drafted, you and I walked out of the Charger facility and I turned to you and I said, dude, I think Josh is, is going to get an offer to play football at Alabama. Do you remember that? No, I remember what it was. We were in studio at Extra. He had just done... The picture at North Carolina. Yeah. Had his, Literally had just done the had picture. Had student ID, everything. He was in the football office with, like, the football coach at North Carolina to play football there. And I feel like it was the old Stacy Taylor studio. I feel like, ah, maybe it was the new one. Doesn't matter. And you said he's got the opportunity to go to Alabama, but I think he had actually committed, like, verbally committed with North Carolina. Well, he was going right? to Carolina. He had, he had everything in hand. Like, yeah. my wife was in Chapel Hill with him, finding a place to live. And I think I know exactly what it was. 
You just needed somebody to confirm what you my were dad was tell. saying, don't go. My dad was saying, stay at Carolina. Oh, I, I said, fucking gone yeah. immediately, gone immediately. And I, it's just one of those things where you just need somebody to, to confirm what you want to tell them. But yeah, that was great. Man. That, that, was, that was a very exciting day. That was cool. For Jake, you know, it's funny, through baseball and everything else with Jake, and I got a million stories. The one that I felt like, um, I think he looked at me as his dad where he went, this guy will always have my back. Yeah. Where he told me he was he was going to uh, Royal Vista <laughs> uh, Elementary, and he walked home from school every day. And this the grades were kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah, and he was like in second grade. Josh has now moved on to middle school, and so didn't have his brother to walk home with. And he said, "This kid's picking on me every day." Oh. And I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "I'm gonna walk up halfway to the school." Yeah, and I go, "I'm gonna stand on the corner like I'm getting the mailbox, getting mail out of the, someone's mailbox. Just keep walking by. Don't acknowledge me anything. I want to see it." Yeah, and so that jake and that kid are walking by the kid's a sixth grader jake's in second grade and jake goes i've tried to like reach out to punch him but he's too fast i can't reach him and the guy's just sitting there laying into jake just like jake said everything he said was 100 percent true uh, and so i said hey and the kid goes yeah i go hey do you know that kid and he goes yeah i know him. and i said yeah i go i know him too i go he's my son i go today's the last fucking day you're yeah. ever gonna do this i go it's never gonna fucking happen again and i said because if it happens again, I will be inside your house beating the fuck out of your dad right in front of your face. <laughs> and guess what? You know who Jake's brother is? He goes, yeah. I go, Jake will beat the shit out of your brother while I'm beating the fuck out of your dad. <laughs> and I go, it will never, ever happen again. And uh, the kid just fucking sprinted home and shit. I told the story one time on ESPN 800 when it happened. And remember the cops told me, dude, you can't fucking threaten a little kid. You can't threaten a minor. Remember that? Like, like I can arrest you for that shit. You can too. But my, my kid looked at me. Jake looked at me in that moment. Like I was wearing a cape. Like all yeah. of a sudden it was like, all right, my dad has me no matter what's happened. My dad's going to have my back. And that was, that was probably my, my proudest moment as far as our relationship went, knowing that no matter what happened, my dad was going to be with me. I, uh, my two, my two Jake moments, the highlights were, on that day, when we went to the Canelo fight, because so much of what he had done was joking. Yeah. And for him to just let his guard down and talk about where he'd been and what he wanted to do was great. And the all-time low light with him is when he um, did his first stand-up comedy joke right here. And I told him, you get the fuck out of here. Was there a problem with the delivery? I go, there's a lot of problems here. And we'll never repeat that joke. <laughs> And he just goes, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And he just walked. One of the most disturbing, <laughs> fucked up things I've ever heard in my life. And you're like, and you, no help at all. And I walk in here completely innocent, as I do so often. Yeah. And he goes, uh, hey, I've been working on my comedy. I go, that's great. You want to hear the first one? I go, let me hear it. Just the most... Terrible Friars working Club blue. level. Working blue. I said, you sick little fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that kid a lot. Hey, uh, Matt Coyle wants to come okay. in here. A lot of you have supported. Matt said so many people have uh, found the books because of this show. Awesome. The brand new book is Odyssey's End. Matt's a really good guy. Matt and I have an event coming up at Mysterious Galaxy. Are we coming down? Give me an idea what the schedule looks like because we're going to do a short show with Matt that will be a, 
kind of a benefit show or, or just kind of a bonus show, probably a good 30, 35 minute show before our regular podcast. Dave, do you want to do it on Sunday? This Sunday, I can't. The Chargers play Sunday night football. Oh, they play Sunday night football. Okay, so maybe we'll get Coyle in here. Following Sunday, if you want, but I can't. Yeah, let's do that. What's What's the date a week from Sunday? It's uh, September. Excuse me. It's December third. December third. How about if we do that? And maybe we come down here in the afternoon. We knock out Coyle, and then we uh, and then we do the regular show. Okay. So look for that Sunday, December third. A bonus show with our friend Matt Coyle who, beautiful write-up in the Union Tribune, full-page write-up last week, promoting Odyssey's End. The book is absolutely great. And uh, just somebody that's been a really, really good friend, big supporter of this show. Uh, and it's very funny, Dave. I looked at my Facebook memories yep. from two years ago when I said, yeah, I can't wait. Matt Coyle coming in the garage. Oh, that was nice. Oh, hey. <laughs> good, good things come to those who wait. But uh, Matt will be in talking about incredible incredible success that he's had as just one of our guys. And I mean, hosting with Michael Conley doing all these different things. So yeah, look for that Sunday, December 3rd, a special night with Matt Coyle, plus our regular show. We'll do a quick one with Matt, wrap that up, and then we can do our regular podcast. And, and oh, you know what, Dave? That'll be leading into the winter meetings. Yes. Perfect. All right, look for that coming up December 3rd. Dave, very safe and happy Thanksgiving you to you and your family. And then we'll see everybody back here on uh, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. We got right, it. We'll see you then. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.